This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tetford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, here we go. Welcome into the Week 2 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. A great Week 1 in the conference has the Mountain West getting wins in 9 of their first 12 games. It's best start since 2015. In addition, the Mountain West has already picked up wins against opponents from the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. With Wyoming beating Missouri, Nevada downing Purdue, Boise State winning on the road at Florida State, and Hawaii's win over Arizona, the Mountain West has the most non-conference wins against Power 5 opponents amongst all FBS conferences in college football. Boise State has now beaten a Power 5 opponent in seven of their nine seasons since joining the Mountain West. Nevada has a Power 5 win in back-to-back years after they beat Oregon State last season, and Wyoming has their first win over an SEC opponent since 2008 when the Cowboys beat Tennessee. In the latest rankings, Boise State number 24 in both the AP and coaches polls, Fresno State, Hawaii, and Wyoming all receiving votes in the coaches poll. Coming up on this week's show, we'll recap all the week one action around the conference, plus an in-depth conversation with Wyoming head coach Craig Bull about the Cowboys' big win over Missouri and the optimism that brings for the 2019 season in Laramie. It's the week two edition of This Week in the Mountain. Mountain West, and you have it right here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor. But don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. 
as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. An incredible week one in the Mountain West. Let's start in Reno last Friday night. Nevada down 31-14 to Purdue in the third quarter. But a Toa Tawa touchdown run and a Carson Strong scoring pass in the final minute would get the game tied at 31 apiece. After a huge interception, the Wolfpack with a chance to win it from 56 yards away. John Ramey with the call from Learfield IMG College. 56 yards to win it. A 31-31 tie. Purdue at Nevada. Talton to win it for the Wolfpack with three seconds remaining in regulation. Out of the hold of Fossum. Good snap, spotted. The kick is up. The kick is on the way. The kick is good. The kick is good. Nevada beats Purdue. Ring the steeple bells and blow the trumpets. 34-31, the final. Talton named Mountain West Special Teams Co-Player of the Week. Plus, he was awarded a scholarship by head coach Jay Norvell after the game. Saturday, Boise State's matchup with Florida State moved to Tallahassee due to Hurricane Dorian. The true road game tough on the Broncos and true freshman quarterback Hank Bachmeyer in the first half as Boise State would trail by a score of 31-13 in the second quarter. But the second half, that would be a different story. Bachmeyer, right corner of the end zone. Shakir leaps. Shakir makes the catch. Did they force him out? Are they going to call it a touchdown? The officials will conference. Shakir definitely caught the ball, and it's a touchdown. Shakir with an 11-yard catch from Bachmeyer. Bob Beeler with the call for Learfield IMG College. Next drive, Boise State would take the lead. Bachmeyer, Mahone up the middle, spinning, touchdown. Boise State has surged into the lead, 32-31 on the second one-yard run for Robert Mahone today. Boise State beats Florida State with a stunning 36-31 come-from-behind win. Bachmeyer throws for 407 yards. Robert Mahone, 142 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. It's the sixth Power 5 win for Boise State since 2014. They're now the 24th-ranked team in the country. The Mountain West not done. Saturday night it was Wyoming. Quickly down two scores at home against Missouri, but it was a huge play by the Wyoming defense that would turn the tide. Here's Bryant. He just tucks it right in out of the shotgun, and ball will come loose. This is a fumble. The Cowboys pick it up. They're taking it back the other way for a touchdown. Dave Walsh with the call of that C.J. Colden scoop and score. Later in the second quarter, redshirt freshman quarterback Sean Chambers would show the elite running ability that flashed at the end of last season. Wyoming with it, first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Chambers stands back in the shotgun. He'll bring Akwali in motion, fakes the inside handoff, going to keep it himself, and Sean's got some room. Here's Chambers! Chambers down the sidelines! He's to the 20! He's to the 10! He's in! Touchdown, Cowboys! Audio courtesy of Learfield IMG College, Wyoming piles up 297 yards on the ground to beat Missouri 37-31. Much more on this game with Wyoming head coach Craig Bull coming up later in the show.
Other Week 1 wins, Air Force would run for 423 yards and throw the ball once in a 48-7 win over Colgate. San Diego State's defense allows just 154 total yards in a 6-0 win over Weber State. UNLV beats up on Southern Utah 56-23 as Charles Williams and Armani Rogers combined to rush for 257 yards and five touchdowns. And New Mexico wins 39-31 at home over Sam Houston State. Lobos head coach Bob Davey hospitalized after the game. He did say in a statement this week he expects a full recovery. Finally, from week one, a strong start to 2019 last Thursday for San Jose State. Love two-step drop, lofts the ball deep into the end zone, spinning around and making a strong-handed catch in the end zone. Derek Deese Jr., touchdown, San Jose State. Justin Allegri from Learfield IMG College. Josh Love throws a pair of touchdown passes. San Jose State 1-0 after beating Northern Colorado 35-18. Up next, a conversation with Wyoming head coach Craig Bowl after these words from your local station. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The Wyoming Cowboys able to open the 2019 season with a 37-31 win over Missouri of the SEC last Saturday at War Memorial Stadium in beautiful Laramie, Wyoming. The Cowboys look to go 2-0 as they travel to face Texas State this week. Joining us right now, the sixth-year head coach at Wyoming, Craig Bull. Coach, welcome back to the show. Congratulations on the win. You bet, Nate. Always great to be on. Coach, it's week one. There's much to improve on. You're on to Texas State. But let's go back to Saturday night for a moment. What did that win mean to your program and to your team to beat a very good SEC opponent in Missouri? Well, I think there's building blocks uh, that your program goes through, and there are certain wins when the you know, the stars are aligned right. If you can seize a moment and capture a W, those are defining wins that help change the trajectory of a program. And, you know, we've been waiting to to beat a, you know, we've played great football in the Mountain West. We've beaten some ranked teams, but we have not beaten somebody from the SEC in quite some time. And Missouri's an excellent football team, and I think they'll win a lot of games. So it's an indication of where our football program is at. You know, we had a national stage and our guys delivered. Is this for you a sense of affirmation that you have built this program the right way, that in year number six it is on the track that you want? Well, it certainly is, and thanks for saying that, because that had been a question posed to me by many people. And what occurred, you know, I thought we accelerated our growth a little bit faster than normal when we had Josh Allen and, you know, some of the things that he could do. Uh, but I had mentioned to our AD that there's going to come a day when you're sitting in your box with some of your, uh, you know, friends and other boosters of the university, and you look down on the field and go, "We're we're just better. We beat them." And uh, I think that occurred Saturday night. It was apparent to me at the beginning part of the first quarter that, you know, we had made significant improvements in our offensive line. We were establishing the line of scrimmage. And then what became apparent to me during the course of the game, while Missouri had some big-time playmakers, we did also. And it was not like uh, we were just completely, you know, outclassed. And I know the turnover margin was uh, in our favor, 3-0. to zero, And sometimes people will say, well, you know what, uh, Wyoming just got lucky. There may be a measured uh, assessment of that, but I think some of those uh, turnovers were takeaways, and we created some things, which is an indication of an explosive, disruptive defense. 
You mentioned that offensive line right there. Let's talk about the run game. 297 yards on 42 carries. That's over seven yards per rush. There were questions from the outside about the run game since you had to replace Nico Evans coming into the season. What were you most pleased with in terms of that run game and the physicality you guys showed? Well, there were two things. The last thing that you just mentioned, the physicality. Uh, We were on point. We were blocking the guys. We had no missed assignments. Uh, and we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot with some foolish penalties. We were able to stay on task. But then the other thing that became apparent was just we had more speed and explosion, uh, whether it was Xavier Valade or uh, Sean Chambers. Both of those two guys burst into the secondary, and that was an SEC secondary, and they ran away from them. And so it's an indication that, you know, we've got some playmakers on offense. Now, we certainly have to improve, but during that game, it was going to be important for us to have those five guys come off the line of scrimmage and knock some people back, and then some guys make some plays, and they certainly did. Yeah, Coach, a 120-yard rushing game from your redshirt freshman quarterback, Sean Chambers, which is pretty much what he does every time he starts. But what about that stiff arm? Did you know you had a quarterback (laughs) that would push around SEC defenders and then outrun them down? down the field well the thing that i knew a long time ago when we recruited him out of high school was his uh and coach odom met him he said uh, mentioned he said he's a real gritty player well you know sean was a an excellent catcher in baseball and uh, i went to a game and i saw him dive over the top of a pile trying to block a punt and landed on his head and so you saw this ultra competitive guy and uh, he certainly can throw the ball better than what he did, but he's shown time and time again he's got some great running ability, and that's an X factor that really poses a problem for defenses. Yeah, Coach, let's talk about your defense. 537 yards allowed against Missouri, but like we talked about, plus three in the turnover margin. C.J. Colden and Elijah Halliburton both made huge plays for your defense. What was the evaluation of the way that side of the ball played against Missouri? Well, I think he hit the nail on the head. The uh, the, the takeaways and turning the field over, whether it was Elijah's uh, pickup of a fumble when Missouri was looking like they were going to score a touchdown or whether uh, we picked off a pass when it was in the end zone or C.J. turning the field over and scoring a touchdown, those are three huge plays. The work that needs to be done is we gave our quarterback, while he's a talented player, too much time to, to skew some of our zones. And then we had some misassignments in the back end that – total up some of those uh, yardages in passing. And, and so we need to correct that stuff. And so uh, a lot of good things on defense. Certainly the takeaways were huge, uh, but there's room for improvement. More with Wyoming head coach Craig Bull as we look ahead to week two against Texas State and talk about a few of Bull's former players making headlines now in the NFL. That's next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. 
Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the Colorado State Rams. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. More of my conversation with Wyoming head coach Craig Bull after the Cowboys' 37-31 win over Missouri last Saturday in Laramie. You look at that Week 1 win and a team that plays strong defense and runs the ball. That sounds like Craig Bull football. (laughs) Do you feel like this group is in the identity of the kind of teams you've had success with, whether it was at North Dakota State or at Wyoming when you guys won the Mountain Division a few years ago? Well, um, it's a little bit different than when we won the division a couple of years ago simply because we had so much firepower on offense. Uh, but our template for success here, we're going to need to throw the football, Nate. There's no question about that. But ultimately, we want to be a more physical team to be able to run the ball in these elements. And a lot of people don't want to do that and then play good defense. And we've been able to do that on, on that side the last couple of years. So when you start to package that, being able to run the football effectively and play good defense, I think is a great formula for success in Laramie. Facilities-wise, there at Wyoming, you have the new High Altitude Performance Center. It's been in place and operational for a full year now. What are the benefits you're starting to see on the field? Well, everybody talked initially, Nate, that that's going to be a huge recruiting advantage, and it is, but beyond just the the bells and whistles of a fancy building, the elements of there of you know, a whole new football-only weight room, an academic center, and what also was a major commitment, a training table to provide the nutritional value. That win last night was uh, an indication of a building block, a building bigger, stronger, faster, uh, academically sound players. And and one thing that we're going to release here in a little bit too, Nate, is this last year we had the highest GPA in Cowboy football history. And so this building is just kind of a microcosm of where our program's going. It's also an exclamation point of the commitment by uh, our supporters of the state, not only the donors, but also, you know, the state of Wyoming. Our state legislature stepped up big time. And so we got great facilities right now and we're using them. And that's a credit to you and your staff and people believing in this program. And coach, when people hear your name, they think of of national championships at North Dakota State. They think of Carson Wentz and Josh Allen. And while I agree you deserve a ton of that credit, that story is not written without the work of your associate head coach and your offensive coordinator, Brent Vegan. You watch him work every day, coach. Why is he so good at his job? Well, Brent and I have been together for 15 years, and he's an you know, he, he doesn't toot his own horn. He's very uh, <clears throat> modest. Uh, he's a man of not very many words, but he's got a great deal of wisdom. And, and I can tell you, he's the one that spotted Carson Wentz. He's the one that spotted Josh Allen. And really, the the quarterback that led NDSU to another national championship that was 
uh, just made the roster and was drafted by the the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Easton Stick was another guy that had been committed to us as well. And so you start going three for three. Uh, that's beyond luck. Uh, there's a there's a real skill that he has in seeing quarterbacks. Um, you know, I try to just be his wingman. Once he identifies that guy, we recruit the heck out of the guy to get it, to get him brought home. But he's got a big, big impact and a big impact on our offense and developing quarterbacks. In addition to Wentz and Allen, uh, your staff has done a good job sending safeties to the NFL. Marcus <laughs> Epps makes the team there in Minnesota as a sixth-round pick. But let's talk about another guy, a fan favorite in both Laramie and around the Mountain West Conference. Andrew Wingard makes the team as an undrafted rookie in Jacksonville. We know he's going to have to make his mark on special teams at the next level, no doubt. But, Coach, what was the feeling around the program when you guys saw that Dewey made the initial 53 there with the Jaguars? Well, it did not surprise me because their defensive coordinator had worked with us many years ago, and our systems are very similar. And the things that Andrew can do well, as you said, um, you know, he's a he's a really bright, intuitive guy. He's not a high rep guy, and beyond that, he's a great special teams player. And so, having a, a Denver native like that, uh, you know, having two safeties make it in the NFL speaks volumes about our program. And I know this old Mike Bobo down at Colorado State. He's awfully glad. He always kind of. You know, pulled Dewey aside during our Mountain West media days. You're coming up to me and said, I'm dang glad that number 28 is gone. (laughs) All right, Coach. Texas State this week. Keys to victory. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got to be able to uh, do some of the same formula that we did earlier. We've got to be able to take care of the football. You're going on the road, so I think running the football is going to be really important. We've got to cut those passing yards down. Texas State is a much more wide-open offense as opposed to Missouri. It doesn't mean that they're more productive, but they're going to spread the field out and chuck it everywhere. And so, you know, all those passing yardage, we've got to get whittled down and come up and get some pressure on this quarterback. And it wasn't just Wyoming in the SEC, Coach. Last thing, Nevada with a win over a Big Ten opponent. Boise State wins against an ACC foe in a tough environment on the road. Hawaii has already beaten Arizona in the Pac-12. What have we learned about the Mountain West here in the early portion of this season? Well, I was talking with our sports information director, and I've said this, and I can just see the upward trajectory of our conference on the national uh, scene. Sometimes we beat each other up. Uh, This has been a great week, in fact, because I think it's a true reflection of where Mountain West football is. And everybody talks about this power five and group of five and you know, all kinds of different uh, narratives. My point is there's a couple power programs out there, but when you start looking at conferences, I think you got to look from the top to the bottom. Mountain West can run with anybody, and uh, it's great football, and it was shown this last Saturday. Craig Bull and Wyoming, they'll face Texas State this week. Coming off the huge win over Missouri, Coach, congratulations. Best of luck going forward. Have a great season there in Wyoming. You bet. Bye now, Nate. We'll preview the entire Week 2 schedule around the Mountain West next after these words from your local station. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Ten Mountain West teams in action here in Week 2, all in non-conference play. 
We'll start it up in primetime Friday night on ESPN2. Number 24, Boise State welcomes the thundering herd of Marshall to the blue turf of Albertson Stadium at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Keep an eye on the sack totals of preseason defensive player of the year, Curtis Weaver, for the Broncos. He's one away from tying for fifth all-time in conference history. He has a chance to be the league's all-time sacks leader by season's end. Nine games Saturday will start at 2 p.m. Mountain Time on AT&T Sportsnet and online on the Mountain West Network with Colorado State hosting Western Illinois and Fort Collins. A healthy Colin Hill with three touchdown passes last week against Colorado. San Diego State will try to fire up the offense on the road at UCLA at 115 Pacific on the Pac-12 Network. Craig Bowles, Wyoming Cowboys look to go 2-0 with a road date at Texas State at 5 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN+. Then at 4.30 Pacific, another tough one for Nevada as they'll visit number 16 Oregon on the Pac-12 Network. 19-year-old redshirt freshman Carson Strong showing why he won the job in the win over Purdue, throwing for 295 yards and three scores. You can stream Utah State and Stony Brook on Facebook, kicking off at 5.30 Mountain, then follow that with Tulsa against San Jose State at 6 p.m. Pacific on ESPN3. UNLV tries to get to 2-0 under Tony Sanchez at home against Arkansas State at 7 o'clock Pacific on Facebook. And then we wrap the night up with two huge games. Fresno State taking on Minnesota at Bulldog Stadium at 7.30 Pacific on CBS Sports Network. And Hawaii trying to make it 2-for-2 against the Pac-12 facing Oregon State at Aloha Stadium in a game you can get on Spectrum Sports and stream on Facebook. Kickoff is 6 p.m. Hawaii time. That's 10 p.m. Mountain. Nick Rolovich has said that Cole McDonald will start at quarterback for the Rainbow Warriors over the redshirt freshman Chavin Cordero. Two other teams, Air Force and New Mexico, both idle this week. And that will do it for the Week 2 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. If you missed any of this show, you can listen on SoundCloud on the Mountain West Radio Network page on the MW.com. You can also download the show as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And of course, follow the Mountain West on Twitter at Mountain West and like the Mountain West Conference on Facebook. I'm Nate Kreckman, looking forward to another exciting week in the Mountain West. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.